This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. practice as a Christian has always been that the first check that I write is going to be a tithe check. It's just a statement of faith. It's just a step of faith. The first thing I'm going to do is make sure I'm faithful to God with what He's provided to me. It's, it's an act of you know, recognition that this is all yours and it's all coming from you. You're the one taking care of me and so I want to be sure that I'm being faithful with it and, and I'm going to offer this back to you. And so it was, it was that reminder, but it was also intended by Him, as I said, to be a reminder that this life is not all there is. In today's message, Pastor Robert teaches us that the one way we can demonstrate we trust the Lord with our finances and provision is to give money back to God. As we do, it becomes an act of worship. Pastor Robert also reminds us that when we give to the Lord, we are storing up eternal treasures for ourselves in heaven. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Acts chapter 2. If you've been with us, you know we've looked at, over the last couple of weeks, the, um, we looked at chapter 1, and, and we talked about the fact that, in a sense, this is volume 2 for Dr. Luke. He wrote the Gospel of Luke, and then, and then he wrote the, uh, the book of Acts. And he starts off there in chapter 1 with um, those final hours of the Lord Jesus and how he had drawn the uh, closest disciples aside and he was blessing them right there at the end of, of uh, the Gospel of Luke. It says that he took them almost all the way to Bethany. And then he, he was, as he was blessing them, he ascended. He, he lifted off and uh, went to be with the Father. And th- they went back to Jerusalem. He had told them to wait there and that the Holy Spirit was going to come upon them and empower them and that they should wait for that in Jerusalem. And, and so they did. They, they, they went back. And about 10 days later... And we know it was 10 days because Luke said he appeared to them over a period of 40 days. Pentecost, the the name Pentecost means 50. It was 50 days after the Passover. It was the second major feast that Israel was given by the Lord. It was a mandatory feast, meaning that, um, you know, there, there were certain feasts where God said to the men, 19 years of age and older, I want you to go to Jerusalem. You can't just celebrate this at home with your family and friends, if there's any way possible, I want you to make the journey. And so people would come, Jewish men would come, and you know, families and stuff from all over the world to Jerusalem for this feast. This particular feast was at the harvest time. And so it's been suggested, and, and it's largely believed, that more people gathered in Jerusalem for the feast of Pentecost, the feast of ingatherings, 
than did for the Feast of Passover, that there were actually probably a, a much greater number of people at Pentecost than had been there a couple of months earlier. Luke tells us in verse 1 of chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now, give me your attention. I promise I'm not going to just do this one verse at a time, but I want to look at that first one because it's so key. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, what does that mean? I mean, it was like now fully daylight or middle of the day or no, no, no. What he's saying is that when it was speaking of fulfillment, you remember in the Old Testament, we're told that everything that's given to us is given to us for our instruction. Everything they went through, they went through for our instruction. All of the feasts, everything God implemented pointed to something. It was a shadow. The reality is Christ. The Apostle Paul makes it so clear to us that when we look at like these Old Testament feasts, they are they're given to let us know that there's, there's a reality coming. This is not the reality. The, the feast of, of ingatherings, the feast of first fruits at Pentecost was pointing toward the resurrection of Jesus Christ. How do we know that? Well, because of 1 Corinthians 15, he lays it out for us. Flip over, if you will, to, to Paul's first letter to the Corinthians and look at what he says in chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15.20 says, Now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order. In other words, everybody's not resurrected at the same time. Each one in his own order. Christ the firstfruits, afterward those who are Christ's at his coming, then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he's put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Now, this idea, the first resurrection, as Paul refers to it in another place, it's, it's not an event, it's a process. And Jesus Christ was the first one raised from the dead. This feast, this Pentecost was given to us, and the Jews year after year, century after century, God had commanded them, stop what you're doing, go to Jerusalem, and offer to me the first fruits of your harvest. He wanted them, just as he wants us to remember, he's our provider. He's the one making provision. And so you come, the first fruits of the harvest, the first fruits of your increase, you should give to him. You should offer it to him. And that's a, it's a huge step, a statement of faith, a huge step of faith for the Israelites to do that. Because you know what? They didn't, they didn't have weather forecasters. They didn't know this may be all you get. And you want us to bring it to God? Well, yeah, because God is the provider. And if you trust him, he will provide. He'll take care of you. And that's why it's so essential that my practice as a Christian has always been that the first check that I write is going to be a tithe check. It's just a statement of faith. It's just a step of faith. The first thing I'm going to do is make sure I'm faithful to God with what He's provided to me. It's, it's an act of you know, recognition that this is all yours, and it's all coming from you. You're the one taking care of me, and so I want to be sure that I'm being faithful with it, and, and I'm going to offer this back to you. And so it was, it was that reminder, but it was also intended by him, as I said, to be a reminder that this life is not all there is. There's more. You know, the Bible tells us that this earthly existence, the life that we live here 
on planet Earth, it's like a vapor. Meaning, you know, like a mist in the morning that the sun comes up, and as soon as the sun's up, it burns, it burns the mist off, and it's gone just that fast. And I was thinking, you know, how when you're young, you look at time. Do you remember when you were like eight, nine, ten years old? And maybe, you know, Christmas comes and oh, you get all the new toys and the new stuff and you're so excited and everything's so cool. And then a month or two passes, some of the toys are broken and the news kind of worn off the others, you know, and it's and so you start thinking about next Christmas. But as, as you're looking ahead, it's oh, that's such a long way. It's such a long time. You know what? My daughter's birthday was at the end of October. Last week, she sent me her wish list for her next birthday. As she's looking ahead, it just seems like, oh, it'll never come. It's just so, 10 months is so long. Even a week. Do you you remember when a week seemed like an eternity? Dad, can we go? Yeah, yeah. You know, we should be able to go fishing next week. Next week? Oh, Dad, can't we do it today? Because next week just seems so, so far away. I think sometimes, you know, the Lord looks at us from that eternal perspective. And and I think he marvels at how short-sighted we can be. I had a conversation with a a teenager from the church this past week talking about, you know, the short-sighted shortcuts that people make, that he was making. And thinking back, you know, and I've shared this with you before. When I first became a Christian, I thought about just dropping everything and and going to Bible college. And then I thought, no, 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 I don't have time for that. I don't have time. I've got to get busy now. I've got to, I've got to go and and you know, just rush, rush into things. And and I took a shortcut. And I think sometimes now I probably have to work twice as hard as I would have had I taken the time back then. To just study the Bible, set aside everything, go to Bible college. No, you know, don't take the don't take the shortcut. Have you made those kind of decisions, where you realize that mm, down the road, ten years later, oh, I wish I'd done that differently. I wish I had looked at that from an eternal perspective rather than just what works now and and what felt right now. We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through the radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you are listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor, and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. 
please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the donate button. On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us again on this same station at this same time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.